0: Hey Panthers! Welcome to the official leadership podcast. This is Behind the Mask.
1: Hey, I'm Sophia, the director. And I'm Margot, the chief
2: editor. And I'm Kai Chen, the assistant editor.
0: And I'm Irene, the media manager. So today's topic is going to be adapting to the early COVID-19 lockdown in the spring. So this episode is going to go a little different than most episodes. Because instead of sharing facts and tools to help better adapt to new circumstances, we are going to be sharing our own experiences of adapting to the COVID-19 lockdown. So we're all going to be sharing our own experiences and then discussing and discovering similarities and differences between all of our very unique experiences. Okay,
1: so I'd like to start today off with a quote by S.A. Sapp. Hope rises like a phoenix from the ashes. I think it's absolutely gorgeous, especially during this, these tough times to have this like beacon of light, which is like the future, you know, that's my take on it. And remember, make sure to seek professional
3: guidance if you're feeling depressed or anxious during this difficult time.
2: And so with that in mind, we'd like to continue with our our episode.
3: So I'd like to start with um my experience. So when we first heard about COVID-19, it was it was a simple news article that just said that um it had developed from I believe people eating bats in China. And we didn't really give it much of a second thought. We just we were just like, "Oh, okay, there's a new virus in China. It's not that big of a deal." But then we started seeing it spread towards Santa Clara County, and we started seeing um, a couple of deaths um, and a couple of people uh, contracting the virus. So then we were like, okay, we just got to be more careful now and wash our hands more often. Uh, And then across the nation, schools started closing down because the virus was getting worse, spreading throughout more states um, and cities. And at that time, I was thinking, wow, why isn't, why isn't our school closing yet? Yeah, I wanna stay home and learn. And my wish came true. Um, on a specific day, uh, during lunch, there was an announcement from our principal saying that we'd be learning from home. We'd be, that today was the last day and we'd be um, moving all of our classes online. And I was extremely excited. I I was like screaming and jumping up and down. But I seriously regret that now. <laughs> um, I didn't expect that it would last ten months. I didn't expect that I couldn't go to summer camps. I didn't expect that my entire eighth grade year would be in front of a computer screen. And. When I once I moved everything um, into the house, for some reason, I decided that I didn't want to work in my room, but instead work on the third floor, which at the time was extremely messy and disorganized. So I spent a lot of my time organizing that. And since this, um, since COVID 19 sort of took everyone by surprise, the school didn't really have a proper um, foundation for learning. So you can imagine that it was the end of the year and a lot of our curriculum was sort of unfinished um, because the assignments were all optional. A lot of people didn't do them. Uh, And to me, I saw those assignments as mandatory, but I treated it like a mandatory assignment and I procrastinated on them. So I ended up spending a lot of my time just on YouTube or um, watching something or doing something that I wasn't necessarily supposed to be doing at the time. And, you know, looking back now, I wish I managed my time better, but I'm also a little happy that I took advantage of it because right now with this extremely um, demanding schedule that we have where we have to rush to different, we have to sign on to different classes Um, I kind of wish that I had more time to do my work or just sit back or take a walk. So, you know, that kind of went on for a month or two, I believe. Um, And just like that, seventh grade was over. We sort of ended it with these required online learning experiences, which wasn't much different for me. And, you know, during summer, I was sad we didn't have summer camp and that that was always my main highlight of the summer you know swimming with my friends um doing being in nature bike riding and of course I could do that but you know when when you don't have a uh direct schedule of what to do which a summer camp provides you with you sort of just lay around in the house watching tv or shopping (laughs) and that's what I did my entire summer. It was unproductive, except for the other classes. <clears throat> but one thing that did come out as a memory was, of course, COVID. But also, my me and my second family, we took a trip um, up to Oregon. And that, that was definitely something new for me because I've never really spent An entire week away from my normal family. So that was good. And when we resumed the school year, they told us that uh, we'd be having a structured schedule with time slots for different periods. And, you know, I was, I guess I was happy then that it would be more structured because I knew that, okay, now I'm forced to go to this class and forced to do homework. So I knew that with these deadlines, I'd succeed more. Um uh, in a way, yes, I did, but I also wish that I could do I am still wishing right now that I could develop a better time managing habit. And for some and you know, during the summer and during this new school year, um family issues started rising and like my temper for sure started getting short, but so did my um family's temper. We were all working from home, everybody, which included my brother coming back, which was good news because we're surprisingly close for two siblings. So spending time with him was definitely something that helped me get through this time because I can almost see him as not my brother, but a friend that I can talk to. Anyways, my everyone was working from home. And my dad um, took up the dining table downstairs, which, you know, is where we eat. Um, And every time I looked over, I kind of got very annoyed. I was really almost sad at the idea that we couldn't eat as a normal family and that all of our times were um, mismatched. I eventually got over it. Um, We talked it out and we decided that... Things would have to stay the way they are, but you know, you slowly adjust and cope with it. But it definitely took me a few months to get over it. So, family-wise, it was a struggle at first. I sort—I definitely felt myself um, wanting to explode almost um, at times, and I would just like keep those emotions in uh, and let them out, um, in my own time. But we eventually sort of came to a silent agreement that everyone would just do their own thing, which might not be the healthiest, but it's kind of what has to be done at times.
0: Yeah, you touched on a lot of different areas and phases that I think a lot of us and our listeners have gone through, like frustration And excitement at first. I think a lot of us didn't realize
2: the. It was such serious. Yeah, we all like being uh, such excited that we can uh, like learn from home. Uh, we can our time can be more flexible, and other other things. So I I think most of us at first is like most excited.
0: Yeah, and I think. The family dynamic shifts, I think we all went through as well. At least I did as well. Um, At least for me, I can relate to that where I felt very frustrated with both my families, and it was very stressful. I had a very stressful um, experience that uh, just this summer, this fall, just this year, um, 2020 was very stressful for me. Um, and in the end and in the beginning, I felt like, I don't know, in the, in the middle, it was really hard, but in the beginning, we weren't together as, as often. So, It was easier to connect, and now we can kind of laugh about the experience, and it's still going on. COVID is still very much real, and we still make sure to stay home and everything, but I think we can laugh about 2020, because the year itself, although not a lot has changed since December 31st, the year is symbolic, and it is really something to be able to live past that year and to be able to experience it. And if your family is not quite ready to laugh about it yet, that's fine. But I think hopefully we can all in the end, after a few years or months from now, we can all learn from that experience. And I think there is There are so many lessons that you can learn from staying at home and having to be with your families, and keeping up with the news and managing time and stress and the workload, and as well as your social life digitally. And so, yeah, it was it was quite a year, (laughs) but I think now is the time to step back from that year and let it go and keep on moving and reflect on it um but don't dwell and i think that's really important when talking about covid-19 yeah exactly um
3: adapting and you know compromising were definitely huge parts of 2020 family-wise and you know learning-wise right we had to adapt to sitting in front of a computer all day long um and we all manage well. Um, here we are, 2021, and uh, you know, the vaccine's slowly being distributed, and uh, hopefully by the summer, things will be close to getting back to normal.
0: I am only going to be sharing my experience from around February and January to about April. Um, a lot of stuff happened with my life this year, but I don't wanna cover all of it at the moment because I would be talking for way too long. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to be sharing from about February to April in the beginning and that big adjustment. So at the beginning of 2020, uh, I feel like COVID-19 was still a rumor in our JLS community and wasn't very serious. In the US, let alone the Bay Area, um, but it did become serious very quickly. Uh, my mom was pretty careful leading up to lockdown in February and took massive trips to Costco about a month or like a few weeks before the massive surge um, for toilet paper and hand sanitizer began in March. So on the Friday that online school was announced. I didn't hear about it from a big formal announcement uh, like other people may have, uh, but rather from friends. And so although I was relieved to have gotten an extended spring break, uh, cause we did get, I think about a week extra of spring break so that teachers and admin could find lesson plans. I'm not quite sure, but I think we did. I think we had an extended spring break. Uh, I, I honestly felt shocked and a little stressed because I didn't have a computer at the time. So I had to borrow a Chromebook from the school. And I don't know if anyone has worked on a Chromebook before, but I really did not enjoy my time working on a Chromebook. It was very difficult to do Zoom and other work on it. And although I didn't have the best computer, I really enjoyed my time during quarantine in mid March and April because uh school was asynchronous. It allowed me to create my own schedule uh, while still keeping a healthy balance between um, personal life and social life with academics and I feel like I am pretty good at managing my own time. I don't procrastinate a lot. I still do I feel like everyone does, but <laughs> this asynchronous really worked for me um but really the only well not there were downsides obviously to it but the biggest downside to it was that I have two little sisters who are three years old but they were two at the time in spring so I had to watch them most of the time because my mom works full-time so it was really hard to focus with them, like talking to me and climbing on me. And yeah, that was, it was really hard. So I couldn't get all the work I wanted to most of the time done until like late at night when they were asleep. And I feel like the adaption to the lockdown was um, fairly easy because I've I'm pretty used to lifestyle changes in my life. I feel like my life changes frequently. So the hard part of the lockdown uh, for me was in the summer, the summer when we wanted to do things and I had to move homes during lockdown. Um, And it, it just that part and the fall it started to get way harder once it approached the summer but in the spring it was fairly easy i mean it was disappointing because i couldn't see my friends uh but i feel like it's i think we all did a fairly good job on adapting um whether your actual experience was hard or not we're here we made it so i feel like
1: That's really all that matters right now. I think it's definitely hard to process um, your experience this year. And I think that's partly why we wanted to do this episode, because it is normal to be processing that still. And at least for me, I had this overlying sense of like confusion and anxiety throughout the entire year. and. I wanted to remind you as well that, like, that's all valid, and you're fine if you're still experiencing that, because I know that our situations differ greatly, and this episode is definitely shedding light on that, but we're still all in this together, and we're here for you.
0: Yeah, so Kai Cheng, you had a very different experience than us you had i personally think the biggest
2: adaption um could you tell us a little bit about your experience as you guys know so COVID 19 is basically start at january or february in china so at that time the situation is pretty serious so like everybody cannot go outside we are also started at home in china so like at that time my mom and i decided to move to america at march so basically uh, the, uh we arrived at march of march so we decided to like rent an apartment and everything is good but from from that on like since march you guys know the pandemic in America become worse and worse. So like, it's almost like the pandemic is chasing me everywhere. And uh, also we have to adapt in this new environment. And we are also very lucky. We just settled on all the things and it's beginning as IP, like work from home. Everything that time was closed. So I really like playing sports and that's a really shock for me, so because I cannot go angry. Also, like uh, I don't join this. I didn't join the school because of uh, the pandemic. So my mom and I decided to take the English test. However, the English test was closed because of the COVID nineteen. So I joined the JLS for like the ESL, uh, which means English second language. Also, I think at the first of work from home we don't have zoom meetings so uh, we can manage our time uh, pretty flexible so like uh, we can do our work more really early at morning or at lunch during lunch or at night so it's pretty fa- flexible yeah i'm i'm also exciting at that time because i i can do more things on the i can do more things during morning and I can do my work on at night, but also like, as I say, we just moved to America. So I have a lot of language problem because my English that time was not good at all. Uh, so, and we cannot also go to school and conversation with our classmates. So yeah, so I can barely understand the text on my homework. And, but like, so on, I have a translator, uh, i download the translator on google uh, so like it will it really helps me a lot i must say but also the i think the most important problem is that i i don't have any friends so we like we we cannot go and play sports no sports friend and no school friends that's pretty bad you guys know so uh, like uh, because of the boring at home my mom and I just go to play tennis against the wall every day. Uh, we think like we play two hours a day and six times a week because it's really boring. And also because of the, I like coding. So I'm every day sitting in front of the computer and my vision become worse and worse. Like I grow 125 degrees like in the past year. Uh, because in China it was also work from home, so we need to like almost in front of the sit in front of the computer all the day except for sleeping. During summer, summer is actually one of my favorite seasons. Uh, during during the whole year, so we cannot go outside and uh, play sports and swimming and also like go to a restaurant, eat something really cool. That's uh, that's. Yeah, we cannot do that. Really that's really bad. So basically, my situation, the situation when I just came to America is pretty bad because the citizens are all against the government. They do not want to wear masks. So the the street became more pandemic. Uh and we we also cannot meet out my meet my mom's friends uh in Phoenix because we decided to travel there we original our original plan is to travel there during like the summer holiday but the summer ho- during the summer holiday the situation is really bad so we cannot go everywhere so the i think this summer holiday was the worst summer holiday i've ever been and like i guess the situation now is better and i'm also my my adapting of abilities i think is uh, not bad so I can adapt every environment really quickly so I guess uh, I'm I can my yeah I guess all all of my problems are solved now such like like time management problem I can manage my time uh, perfectly now because we have class du- uh, during the morning time and my mom and I go outside and play sports during afternoon, and I will do my homework at night and coding. So yeah, also the language problem. Uh, because of the because of talking to uh our my like my classmates in Zoom. So my English become better and better, even like better than my mom. Also, my mom buy me a kind of glass. Uh, named the ortho K, which can fix my vision. Uh, actually not fix my vision is maintain my vision now Uh, so like I think everything is good now but uh, it was a really a bad experience when I just came to America because yeah the pandemic became really serious there
0: yeah that must have been really difficult like I can't imagine going to a foreign country and not having any friends and not knowing the language fluently and having to stay inside so you're not getting social interaction with the people and the culture. And that must have been really hard. But I'm so glad that everything is better now and that you got to... Um, it sounds like you've strengthened your relationship with your mom now which I hope is the case and that's really great I think it is really important with all this time online and everything it is really hard to maintain the relationship with family so I'm really glad that Everything has worked out in the end.
2: So I, I also am glad that I joined this podcast team because uh, our teammates also helped me a lot.
0: I'm, I'm glad that we helped you. I mean, we couldn't have done this without you.
2: Yeah,
1: that's very true. I mean, honestly, it's inspirational to hear your story because it is really a story of adaption and change and perseverance and it's you're very strong and very inspiring because of how you've not only come to a new country but also tried to better like the world even um, while you're still adjusting.
2: Yeah, because the pandemic that time was really serious in China, China and we decided to move America and here became worse and worse. So we don't know how to <laughs> face in this theory fall to face in this situation
3: something interesting that you brought up was um ortho k Uh, it's it's actually kind of um funny in a way uh because you see everyone spending all day on their computers which obviously puts a toll on their eyes and vision definitely uh starts deteriorating so I feel like during this time, there's definitely going to be uh, a rise in kids getting glasses or contact lenses.
1: Okay, well, I can say that my experience is nowhere near as interesting or phenomenal as Sky Chains, but here we go. At the beginning of the pandemic, before it was a pandemic, I knew about it because, um, And I think you need context here. My mom works in healthcare and she was preparing for the worst and stockpiling foods and emotionally preparing for thousands of deaths as we're seeing now, or we're starting to see now. But in the beginning, I saw this incredible mismatch between my family's level of fear, and anxiety, and everyone else's concern. And I think it was interesting to see others dismiss it, especially now. I'm not hating on anyone, no worries, but I heard people especially in the news refrain from calling it something akin to the flu, however people before knowing how bad this would get tended to refer to it as something along the lines of a flu but it was it was quite heartbreaking because i would see my mom come home fatigued after dealing with some of the first cases of covid-19 in california um, when it was still very novel and it is still very novel and we have a lot to learn about it. So I think that's important to keep in mind as a listener as well. Be safe, wear a mask. After long days of dealing with COVID-19, I would hear people joke about it at school and things like that. And it just felt very insensitive because I felt that I knew something that they did not. This sounds very grandiose. But I was frightened for our countries preparedness for it, especially as, as I saw people were joking about it when it was still very new. But it was concerning, to say the least. And actually, at the time it was announced, unlike Margo, I was sick with the flu. But as these cases rolled in, and my mom was working in health care, there was still quite a bit of anxiety over our n- illness and the coronavirus because we didn't have an opportunity to get tested until much later. But around that time, the reality of the situation began to be revealed um, as testing did become more widespread. And um, I started to feel more of an overwhelming like obligation to warn my friends, warn my family about it and ask them to prepare for the worst. Um, What we're experiencing now, the unimaginable is how I like to describe it. Um, But I was recovering from the flu as the news was announced, as I said. Uh, To be very honest, I very regrettably now was overjoyed (laughs) to hear the news like Irene, Like so many others, it felt like such a relief from my stressful life. But now I can say little did I know. Um, And following that news, I struggled with online school and um, family issues, as so many others did. Um, One especially difficult thing um, for me specifically was I am dyslexic. So I had to deal with an, not only an entirely new way of learning and um, gaining access to accommodations, but also increased like responsibility and time management and then motivation, um, followed time management as a issue that I face. All I can say is that I persevered. We all pushed through it. I remember aches um, from sitting too long at the screen and um, headaches, body aches, um, and an insane workload. Um, constant distractions with my dog, albeit he's not as distracting as two year olds, I would imagine, but he's still a little bit of a nu- nuisance sometimes. There's nothing more distracting than COVID chaos and all these crazy things happening at once and it just took a toll on so many of my family members and so many people around the world um and we underwent a period of conflict then like mediating setting boundaries and bonding this is remarkably reminiscent of sel i'm sorry um But for the first time in my life, my relationship became strained with my brother, unlike Irene. We saw that over the period of COVID, I had grown and my brother had grown. And it became hard to relate to each other because with him being in college, we had such different experiences. And our relationship was strained and rather uncomfortable because we couldn't open up. and then it was also really difficult to see my mom and my dad stressed out working in, as doctors. Oh. And looking back on it now, I can say I am partially grateful for it because we, we grew so much. And the pandemic has been and will continue to be one of the most unique and unexpecting bonding experiences for my family and for the world and I think I think we all learned to be together as one despite everything but on top of all this other confusion I can say I also underwent a small eensy-weensy identity crisis and I'm sure many people can relate to this Because with everything being stripped away from us, time with friends, extracurriculars, clubs, I felt like everything that defined me was gone. I didn't know my place in the world, so I had to find myself beyond who I was throughout my everyday life and beyond my hobbies. And... I found myself reevaluating a lot of my values, beliefs and just my overall perception of the world and people. But with all the devastation happening, I felt very detached from the world and we had this daunting future ahead. So it was hard to not feel like I had to constantly better myself and better the world. It's hard to take a break. And I had this perceived notion that I wasn't doing enough, um, as a person and as a member of my community. So I was researching new hobbies I could take up, pouring myself into school, pouring myself into new projects, um, that none of them really paid off and just contemplating my life in general and the direction that it was heading under this new reality. And it was, it was definitely emotionally, Difficult to feel so removed from this danger and removed from all of these rather insane things that were happening when I felt that just being in school and being like safe, it just felt like not enough because I saw others in my community grieving over loved ones and grieving losses and things like that and it was it was just very emotionally difficult Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Reflecting on my journey now once again is interesting because I've never felt this I've never felt this shameful of like the world and my country and myself even, because it's a new year and I feel that I haven't accomplished very much, but I think that's normal. And as I said earlier, I knew to some extent what would happen but I never understood and I understood but I never understood do do you know what I mean so like everyone else I had to adapt to this new reality and I'm still doing so I'm I'm so glad that we chose to cover
0: adapting to the lockdown because there was so much we had to adapt to not seeing our friends, online school, asynchronous learning and Zoom, you know, asynchronous in the spring and Zoom in the fall. It was a lot and not seeing our friends over the summer and having to wear a mask everywhere we go and in public. It was rough. We missed out on a lot of fun experiences that we took for granted and that we were used to doing on a regular basis, like going to the movies, for example, or going to restaurants. And I think that, as I said before, it's really important to learn to adapt and learn to take knowledge out of these experiences and this crazy roller coaster of a year and um the months to come before uh i i think covid will still be a large part of our lives for a lot of 2021 and i think that it's just it's something that we can't do much about as youth but we can learn to adapt and Find ways to cope with these hard and crazy and confusing and stressful times as best as we can. And I think, um, Sophia, you had it hard to adjust at first because of um, your dyslexia and the way you learn is very, you know, it's like it's hard to, I think we all like can't learn online at least for me i cannot absorb material when it's in front of a screen and it's just something that we have to get through because i mean we see light at the end of the tunnel it's almost here and it's crazy that we all managed to survive that that first spring where when everything was going on because then we couldn't see the light and we couldn't even like in the beginning, we didn't even realize there was a tunnel. Um, we didn't, I mean, Sophie, I know your family definitely knew and my family knew. I chose not to, well, yeah, my mom had definitely an insight to start preparing. I didn't want to believe her. So I chose to tune that out. Um, and so, I didn't even realize that it was going to be so big that we had to lock down for all of eighth grade as well. I think there was a lot that happened this year and that just shows that there's a lot to learn from and a lot that we can, we've grown from that experience. I think we all have, I think we've all managed to get a certain form of knowledge through this year, whether it's learning new time management, finding a new hobby, um, getting better at a skill you thought you were never good at, uh, and things like that. I think we've all managed to become closer with ourselves and those around us and become more grateful and appreciative uh, for our life and the 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 joys that our life come uh that our life brings even if we can't see our friends in person and even if we can't live the life that we thought we would in eighth grade we can still make the best of it and if you're not in eighth grade and you're listening to that i mean live the life that you can the best you
1: can yeah keep on being remarkable everything about this has been remarkable and I think everyone who has gone through this is therefore also remarkable. And as Marco said, we've grown so much and we've taken these opportunities. And I hope we will continue to take these opportunities to reflect on our experiences and reflect on how we can move forwards and take this knowledge, this newfound knowledge, this newfound hope, and put it towards something that we're passionate about.
3: Yeah. um, So just remember to watch your emotions when listening to our episodes and to seek guidance if you're feeling anxious. Just talk it over with someone or a trusted adult, a friend, a relative.
0: Yeah. And I want to... Take a quick moment to remind you that we are always open to story submissions. We would like to hear your experiences and the struggles you've dealt with through COVID. So please make sure to send an anonymous Google form response with your story submission that is available in, I think it will be in this Description of this video. But if not, it's on our website and we are always open and it's completely anonymous. But if you would like to come on air with our team and talk to us about your experience,
1: we would also love that. I'm wrapping up with some final thoughts. I like to remind you once again that every single feeling that you experienced over the past year is entirely valid and your experiences differ greatly from everyone else's and I think it's beautiful because I think as an entire world we'll take away this this knowledge and this this understanding of each other and we'll have this common experience that we can reflect on and, like Margot said, hopefully one day laugh about and grow because of. Just a
3: reminder to listeners to reach out if they need help for any reason. And today our featured organization is the CDC,
0: which is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Thanks for listening. This is Behind the Mask. So